Welcome to Granite State Golfers with Micah. I'm an avid amateur golfer in New Hampshire. This podcast dives into the stories of the top amateur golfers in my home state. We are about to tee off. Please join me. This episode features my conversation with Brandon Gillis, who is fresh off of his victory in the New Hampshire State Am last weekend. We spend quite a bit of time talking about last week's tournament, and we also discuss his collegiate career at Wake Forest and URI. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome to Granite State Golfers, Brandon, and thanks for coming on the show today. Thank you. Thanks for having me out. Appreciate it. So you're the you won the state amateur championship uh, this past Saturday at Abenaki. Let's start there. Uh, congratulations on the victory. How are you feeling about your game heading into the stadium this year? I was I was feeling pretty good. Uh, I haven't played particularly well before the tournament, um, but my game had felt like it was in a really good spot. Uh, I was doing everything well, but. For some reason, I couldn't seem to get it all to come together for a round of golf. So yeah, and and so coming out of stroke play, you you played well in stroke play. What coming in, getting the six seed, is that right? Yeah, yeah. So that first day, um, I mean, I'd, I'd had either one good round on the first day or the second day. Pretty much every tournament I played in so far this summer, um, and the the stroke play was pretty similar to that. I didn't play particularly well in the first round, and then. In the second round, I got it together and started playing much better. And so that I felt that boosted me towards match play a little bit. Yeah. And had you had much experience playing Abenaki before the tournament? Uh, no, uh, I played a practice round the evening before Monday. So Sunday night, right before the tournament started. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was nice. Yeah. Uh, good to see it first. Um, I've played, gotten to play Abenaki a couple of times. Um, what was... What was what did you like about the course set up this year? I, I heard a little bit in some of the coverage about the greens being tricky to read, but tell me what you thought of the course. Yeah, so the, the first round, uh, I obviously didn't play too well, and I think that kind of left some negative thoughts about the course in my mind. I was I was like, uh, yeah, the greens aren't aren't very easy, and it's not a super long course. And but I think I figured it out by the second round, and, and once I did that, I. I kind of fell in love with it and I really enjoyed the challenge of trying to read the greens and potting very conservatively, taking high lines, um, just trying to get the speed right. In your portion of the bracket, you you faced some some pretty well-known names in at least in the state am level. Uh, you had to go through a lot of really good players to get to the finals. Um I, I think you faced three former state am winners in the bracket, one of whom was James Pleat who you faced in the finals last year. Walk me through a bit of your match play. We'll get to the final round, but walk me through a bit some of the other matches and some of the the people that you were going up against and, you know, how you were feeling about your game as the as each day continued through the tournament. Yeah, uh, well, I, I think my first match, uh, I played a kid who actually took – James last year to 20, 21 holes or, or something like that. So he was not a very easy opponent right from the start. And then day two, it really amped up. I had, I think, Burroughs in the morning, who I've known for a while. And he is, you know, he's a former champ. He's a great player and a really yep. tough opponent. And I played very well in that match. And 
I think he was two under and I was four under after 17. And that was it. I think it was two and one. And then immediately in the afternoon, I think I got, I had James. Um, and that was definitely no, no easy match either. So I think having those tough matches early and knowing that my game was in a good spot after beating them really helped my confidence going into, um, you know, the last couple of matches. Yeah. Um, had you ever played a game? So in the finals, you played Jim Silly, who won the open, I think in 2011 and has gotten, you know, usually goes pretty far in the stadium tournament. Had you played Jim before in any kind of match play? Uh, not in match play, but actually pretty similar, uh, I guess in match play, because it was in a playoff, but Jack Brown and I, we've played in uh, the state four ball pretty much every year for the last four or five years. And we've done fairly well. I think we've won twice and lost in a playoff this past year to Jim and his partner. Um, okay. I can't remember the name of his partner, but yeah, so that, so they ended up getting us in a four hole playoff. Uh, so I knew he was a really solid player and he's, he's done a lot of great things and he's, he's won the tournament before. Yeah. So I knew it wasn't going to be an easy match. So you, you got out to an, a lead early on in the finals and you ended up keeping the lead. I think at one point you got up four, but you know, throughout it seemed to fluctuate between four up and two up. Um, it, it walked me through, and I don't know if it was on the first 18 holes or the second, but it sounded like there was a series of holes. Maybe it was hole nine and then two holes le- later on either hole 10 or 11, where you, you had some, some chips uh, or, or a bunker shot that really were pivotal for the round. It sounded like. Oh yeah. I'm, I mean, I think it actually, the whole momentum building started a couple holes before that even. Um, he had just won a hole and I had, I had made a poor bogey. I think it was on hole six of the second 18. So he had won that hole cause I made a, a pretty bad bogey from about a hundred yards. Um, and then I ended up making a, a really good par save on the next hole to win a hole. And then he hits, I think he hit probably a nine iron or something like that into about four or five feet, but from the fairway, it was right on line. So it looked like it could have been a foot. And I had, I think, I think I had a hundred yards. So I hit a wedge in there to three feet and he makes his, I make mine. And I think I was still, I think I was three up at the time. And that was a really big momentum build in, in my opinion for me, because I didn't give him a hole that he played very well. And, and we have it. Um, and so then going into the ninth hole, the, the bunker shot, I, I hit a pretty poor iron shot. Um, and he hit a good one in there to about 15 feet. And it wasn't the hardest bunker shot, but I didn't have a ton of green to work with. And I hit a really good one. Um, and it just looked in from, from the moment I hit the green. And so that was huge. And he ended up missing his birdie putt. So that was a big, big swing there. And then you, you, then you chip in again, two holes later. Yeah. So then he wins the next hole. He hits, he hits his wedge to about a foot. So I, I, gave him that putt and I failed to make birdie. Uh, so then it goes back to three up and then I hit, pro- I made probably the, the worst swing all day on the next par three. He hits the green and I pull mine way left on the downslope of this tee box hit probably not a terrible shot, but just kind of the safe play. It rolls over uh, the back of the green and it, but it's coming straight up the hill about 15 feet 
to the hole and I actually felt really good about it. It wasn't a very hard shot at all. Um, I guess under the circumstances, it might've been a little harder knowing that I I didn't want to give him a hole here. Um, And I made it and he was already in there for three. So that was just kind of keeping the pedal down right Right. there. Now, when you, as you're progressing toward the end of the match, you're on the back nine, um, you've got a lead, Um, you know, on, on TV, you know, watching the PGA tour and, you know, most recently the, the open championship with Rory having a lead. Tell me a little bit about your mindset with four to five holes to go. You've met up all day against Jim. Like walk me through like how you were trying to stay, I guess, in the moment at the job at hand on each hole, but also knowing you've got this lead, the tournament's going to wrap up in a few holes. Like what was it like in your mind on the last few holes? Oh, it was a, it was definitely an inner battle for sure, because I know, (laughs) I know my, my teammates and my friends and I will will always be watching PGA tour tournaments and, and uh, you know, we, we see a guy collapse and you don't necessarily make fun of him, but, and I, you don't want to be that guy personally. So (laughs) it's just, it's tough to, to really, you know, use that cliche thought of one shot at a time. Um, you don't want to give him any holes, make any big mistakes and just stick to the game plan because the first the first thought that you have of, OK, this is mine. Let me just get in the clubhouse and, and finish this off um, can be the most dangerous one. You really just have to keep the pedal down and try to win holes as opposed to trying to have holes, which is yeah. tough to do when you're up. Yeah. Who was who was caddying for you? Uh, my older brother, Brian. So we've okay. done this. It was a tradition for us for, I think, five years now. This is the fifth year I've played in it. He always takes the week off work and comes up. And and uh, we, we've wanted it for a while. And this year, it was just, it was really nice to get it done with him on the back. Yeah, so, so that's awesome. Fun. Well, let's, um, well, congratulations. Let's go back in time a little bit. Um, where did you grow up and when did you start playing golf and where did you start playing and who got you into golf? I grew up in Nashville. I was born in Concord and then moved to Nashville when I was about three, three or four. Um, and yeah, I've lived in Nashville ever since. Uh, I started playing golf. My dad introduced me to the game when I was very, very young. I think I was watching, you know, Tiger on TV when he was in his, his prime when I was two or three years old. Um, and my mom would would try to, change the channel uh she'd get on my dad saying you know he doesn't want to watch this he's so young and then he she changed the channel and i'd kind of start crying <laughs> and he'd be like see she, he wants to watch it <laughs> uh but yeah so then like i had a club in my hands by the time i was three so i've just grown up around the sport i can't remember the first time i yeah i held a golf club what um what are some of your earliest golf memories what co- what course or courses did you play when you were young Oof, so many uh Beaver Meadows was one of the one of the original ones I've started started at. But actually, the first course I, I've been told the first course I ever swung a golf club at was Lock Lake, um, up in right by Lake Winnipesaukee. It's I don't even know. It's probably not still open. It's only a six hole, short kind of par three course. Um, it, you know nothing really really special about it other than that's where I, I started playing golf yeah and you you went to high school in nashua i did nashua north yeah and did did you play on a golf team in high school 
Yes. Yep. That was a really fun time. I had a lot of friends play on the team with me and, and coach Anderson is uh, still a good friend to this day. Um, super awesome guy. Great, great coach. Yeah. What was the, what's the home course for your high school team? Uh, it was green meta. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, I think North South Alburn, uh, those three schools, we all shared green meadow because there yeah. was, you know, four, nine whole possible courses we could play at. How did your high school team do? Uh, as a team, I don't think we did too great. Um, but I think we all made it to states the senior year, junior or senior year. So I think the top eight teams make it to states, and I think we were one of them. So it's pretty pretty good accomplishment, I think. Yeah. How did you do individually in high school? So I ended up winning the states my freshman year, um, which really kind of, I think, made me believe that I could play Division One college golf at a pretty high level. Uh, so that I was playing a lot of baseball, too, at the time. And once I won high school states as a freshman, I, I was like, all right, I guess I'm just going to play golf from now on. <laughs> uh, but I really did love baseball. So, yeah, one states my freshman year. Sophomore year, I lost in a playoff to, I believe, Ryan Quinn. I think I had a few shot lead and ended up kind of giving it away, and he he played awesome. So he ended up winning it sophomore year. Junior year, same thing, lost in a playoff this year to my buddy Tommy Ethier, who's another awesome player out of New Hampshire. Um, and then senior year, I think I was a little frustrated and, and uh, ended up winning by nine. So that uh, <laughs> I didn't want to give that one away. <laughs> where was it? Where was the tournament held your senior year? Uh, Hanover Country Club. Okay. So, yeah, so two out of four years. That's 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 a good. Oh, yeah. And the, the senior up. one, uh, I think, meant a lot more having come so close to yeah. the sophomore and junior year. So you mentioned even after your victory as a as a freshman in high school, you mentioned your you know, that sort of sparked this motivation to want to play D1 golf. Um, so let's get to your senior year, your, you know, D or junior senior year, you're, you're, I imagine deep into the college search process, thinking about where you want to go, where you might want to play, um, what you, you will get to URI where you landed, but what schools were on your short list and what ultimately made you decide to go to URI? Um, yeah. So I think it was sophomore year. I started the whole well, I think I started late freshman year, early sophomore year, the, the process of playing in the right tournaments, trying to get uh, the right schools to to take a look, the ones I wanted to go to. Um, when I first started, I had no idea of what schools would actually be interested. And I, I played really well in a, in a few good junior tournaments. And I think by junior year, uh, the five schools that I had narrowed it down to were uh, Clemson, Wake Forest, uh, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, uh, University of Virginia, and East Carolina. So that, those were, I think when we started, we had no idea that those would be the schools I would, I would be looking at. So I ended up playing really well in some important tournaments, just yeah. kind of played well at the right times. And, and those were the schools I ended up having my options from. And then where did you... Did you start out at URI or did you transfer in? No, so I, tra- I transferred in. So I started at Wake Forest University. So I, I went and did my freshman year there and 
was awesome. I actually I was on the team with Cameron Young and Will Zalatoris. Who oh, wow. The, yeah, the really accomplished players on the PGA Tour now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was a great experience there. Um, and then I transferred out to my freshman year. Yep. Um, and tell me about um, playing at URI. What's the home course there? And tell me about any recent, you know, exciting tournaments that you've been in so far at URI. Yeah, so our home course is Point Judith, uh, which is a very, very nice golf course. Uh, conditions are amazing. Um, it's right by where we all live. So we live probably 20 minutes off campus uh, in Narragansett. And the course is right there. And then uh, some tournaments this year. I played well in, I think I had two second place finishes and a co-medalist in the spring nice so i played played some really good golf and a few tournaments it would have been nice to play a little bit more consistently um although i will say my bad this year was a lot better than it has been in the past so i think my highest score was a 76 wow um for the 10 events or 11 events we played in yeah that's good um what do you you, you're going to be going into your final year at uri is that right Yes. Yeah. Um, so what are your, what are your golf goals and ambitions as you think about golf post college? Um, I don't, I don't think I'm going to try to play professional or as of right now, I'm, I don't have, uh, the aspirations of playing pro golf that could change. I think if I really start to play well, but you know, like I've said, I've seen the, the best of the best and I know what it takes. I've played on the same teams with some really, really good players who are currently making it. And I've seen that talent firsthand. And, and I don't, I don't think I would say I don't have that kind of talent. I would just say I probably haven't put in the same amount of time and effort that they have. And I don't know if that's something I want to do. I, I love golf obviously, but I know what it takes and I'm not there yet. So hopefully in this next year, uh, something happens to where I start playing some really, really good golf. Yeah. Um, are there other tournaments, NHGA or USGA this summer that you're um, scheduled to play in? Uh, no. So I was, I actually signed up for the USAM qualifier, which was two days after the, the final round of the state am. Um, and I do it, I did it last year. It seems I do it every year. I sign up for the qualifier thinking, okay, well, what are the chances of me actually making it to the, the final match, um, and being too tired to play in the, in the USA qualifier in the last two years I've done that. And this year I decided not to play in the USM qualifier, uh, just due to fatigue. It was a long, really long week and yeah. I didn't want to go up there and kind of ruin any confidence I built that week. Yep. Fair enough. Um, let's talk about your game a little bit. Uh, what do you think are some of the strengths of your game and what are some areas that maybe you're working on more? Uh, I would say course management's a a pretty big strength, um, that I think I have, I would say wedges usually are a a really good part of my game. However, the week of the stadium, they weren't as sharp as they usually are. I think uh, I hit it better than I normally do at the, at the stadium this year. 
and my chipping was very solid and it's typically not great it's not terrible but it's it's usually not as good as it was yeah um i'd say my iron game is one of the strengths as well yeah how do you approach the time you put into golf you know if you've got a couple hours are you more apt to want to go play nine or 18 holes or go to go practice something in your game and the balance between practicing and going to play golf. Yeah, that's a really tough one. I think I've gotten a better grasp of that over the past couple of years. Um, when I was younger in high school, all I wanted to do was hit balls on the range and, and just practice a lot. And I really didn't care too much for just casual rounds of golf. Um, I didn't feel like they really did much for me. Um, but now I think that's, that's changed a lot. I don't practice nearly as much as I used to. I don't, beat balls on the range. Um, and I try to play a little bit more, but when I'm playing, I still don't love casual rounds of golf. Like I, I still get a little bored out there sometimes, but I try to do it more with a purpose. So like really thinking about everything while I'm out there, not just getting up and trying to hit shots, yeah. just notice my tendencies and, uh, you know, try to work on course management and hitting hitting the right shots on, on holes and noticing where I get more nervous and where I am more comfortable. I think that helps when I get into competition, I can kind of rely on certain things. Yeah. Um, let's go through your bag. Uh, we'll start at driver and go down through putter. Uh, what are you currently playing? Oof, okay. So my driver is probably five years old. Uh, I have had it since I've been at Wake Forest and I think even senior year of high school, it's the nine seventeen. D3. Um, it actually has a, it has a wear mark in the middle of the face. Uh, That's good. That's saying I hit it there every time, but I just, <laughs> just, I've had it for so long that you're bound to hit a few in the center. Then <laughs> uh, my three woods, the same 917. Love that three wood. I hope it, the face never caves in for me because <laughs> I'll never get rid of it. Um, hybrid is, I think it's the 818 or it's one of the newer ones. Um, it's a two hybrid and I have a three iron. So my three iron in the tournament actually broke uh, against. Now, I was going to ask you about that. And yeah. I don't know if it was your hybrid or your two iron, but as I mentioned, I stopped by to see the quarterfinal guys tee off on Friday morning. <laughs> and it looked like you from a distance, it looked like you were teeing off on hole one with what I would have called the driving iron. Was that your three iron? Yeah, that was probably my first swing and competition that you've seen with that club. So Against Burroughs, I was on the the 10th hole and I made a good swing, hit it pretty pure. But on impact, I just felt like there was a toothpick in my hand. I'm like, where where'd it go? And I look up and the and the club's flying 50, 60 yards down the fairway. The club head came off and wow. Um the ball still went, you know, where where I thought it was supposed to go. And so I didn't have that for the rest of the round. And then after the match, uh Matt being the the kind of guy that he is offered me to use his three iron for the rest of the week. And yeah, right away I hit it a couple of times on the range and I go, this is going to be nice. This is a good weapon to have. And I hit it on the first tee and, and used it a bunch that week. Yeah. What do you play at? What do you play after your three iron? What are the rest of your irons? Uh, I just have AP two, seven, 18s, I think. Yeah. So well, it's pretty old, four years, five years old. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, if the equipment's working, I don't see there is some gain for sure with some newer clubs. 
Um, but I don't feel I don't feel like I've I've lacked any any advantage yep. with staying with some older clubs. What do you play for wedges? I have a SM8 58 degree wedge, and then I have SM7 52 degree wedge. Okay. And that's pretty much it. And then I just have the pitching wedge AP2. Um, so you're, that, you're titleist all through the bag. Pretty much, yeah, except for that three iron that I just put in play, which is uh, tailor made. And my putter now is Odyssey. Okay. So what do you play for a ball usually? It's titleist uh, Pro V1X. And how do you mark it? Oh, I just go with a line because um, I, I always putt with a line. I use that to help line me up. I have a really hard time lining up my putts when uh, there's no line on the golf ball and I just have to do it by uh, feel. I, I really struggle with that. So having a line on my ball is very important and typically use a blue line. But Okay. And are you, li- you, you line up all putts like a four-footer and a 25-footer? Oh, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I'll line up a one-and-a-half-foot putt if I don't feel too comfortable over it. <laughs> well, we've seen – I mean, Jordan Spieth most probably famously, unfortunately, this year, but we've seen um, some of the pros not take enough time over the 18-inch putts this year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and that's actually an area coming into this tournament that I really struggled with was uh, inside of about eight feet, I was really struggling. Um, I don't want to use that word, but I definitely had a, had a case of the yips. Um, and so this the turn during the tournament, I went cross-handed inside of 10 feet pretty much the entire way. And that was really that a, was that new? Uh I had tried it before and I yeah. did I did like it, but then I think I got pretty stubborn and was like, you know what, I'm getting rid of these yips and I'm gonna stick to normal. But I don't see the point in that if I'm just gonna miss them. <laughs> you know, I'd rather make them and, and try something a little different. So so going uh, I'm sure like so many golfers, we all experiment with different things. For you, going cross-handed on the shorter putts, do you feel it just takes a little less of the left wrist out of it? I think it takes the right hand. The right for me. I lo- like it as long as I can. All I think about when I go cross-handed on the short ones is keeping that left wrist a little bit bowed and just moving the forearm back and yep. back and through. And that takes the right hand out of it for me because yep. the yips for me come from my right hand. Okay, got it. Next section I call gimmies, speaking of short putts. Uh, so these are supposed to be short, easy questions. But as we know, not all gimmies are are easy. But these should be pretty easy for you. Um, what's the, what's your favorite course in New Hampshire? Oof, probably the jungle of Green Meadow. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a cla- uh, one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's your current favorite club in your bag? Well, now it's got to be the three iron. <laughs> Did you give it back to your friend? Uh, no, I'm going to buy him something with some pro shop credit. I put, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he, that's a, that, that was our deal that we kind of made. I'm going to buy oh, him nice. a putter, I think. Yeah. Nice. Um, all right, this one's multiple choice. Uh, if you could just crush a driver or flush a mid-iron shot or drain a long putt, which of those three are you taking? Oh man, I wouldn't take the driver one, so that one's out. Um, man, there's something about something about flushing a long iron or mid iron is, is I would definitely take that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you there. 
Uh, doesn't happen often for me, but I like it when it does. Um, favorite PGA and or LPGA player that you like right now? Well, I mean, Tiger Woods, but he's kind of, uh, I would, you know what? I would say Cameron Young. I love Cameron Young. Um, and it's so good to see that he's doing well. And we spent a lot of time in college together during my freshman year and became pretty close. So yeah, awesome. he's got to be my favorite. Do you get to keep in touch with those guys? Yeah. So I, when, when Cam won his back-to-back Corn Ferry Tour events last year uh, and he really started to take off, I sent him a message and and we kind of went back and forth for a little bit. But haven't talked to him so much recently. I'm sure he's getting blown up uh, after the Open Championship. Yeah. Yeah, he's had uh, – I didn't know much about him, um, but I've enjoyed watching him play and how well he's done in some of the big events this year. Oh, yeah. Super talented, super humble, uh, humble guy. Yeah. He's awesome. Uh, last gimme question. Um, if you could play any course on your bucket list that you haven't yet played anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world, uh, what's at the top of the list for you? Well, I think Augusta, but then a close second would be Pebble Beach. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Pebble seems like my kind of golf course. I don't like Bombers Paradise. I kind of like to think my way around the place. And so I think that would do it for me. Yeah. But obviously, Augusta's Augusta. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and then finally, um, my last question I've been asking folks is, you know, golf's been a huge part of your life ever since, as you noted, as you were really young. Why do you love the game of golf so much? Oh, my gosh. Uh, that is a loaded question. I think it's it's the perfect combination of, of skill, uh, talent, and you know, like chess out there. I think that's, that's really what, and it's so difficult. You can never be perfect at it. And so the challenge of trying to become as good as you possibly can and always thinking that, you know, you can, you can be better is what I love about it. Yeah. I love it. That's a good answer. Well, listen, thank you, Brandon. I really enjoyed talking to you. Uh, Congratulations again on your big stadium victory last week. I appreciate you coming on the show and uh, best wishes uh, in your final year at URI uh, coming up this fall. Thank you. Thanks for having me out again. This was uh, this was a lot of fun. Thank you for listening. Granite State Golfers is produced by Dew Sweeper Productions. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Until next time, tee it up, have fun, and go low.